0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لن تنالوا البر حتى تنفقوا مما تحبون وما تنفقوا من شيء فإن الله به عليم صدق الله العظيم Most respected mothers and sisters and students of Deen. As far as the students are concerned, today is the last day of Madrasa for this term, and we will be on a short break until Madrasa reopens. So, in this time that Madrasa will be closed, we will be at home. We will have free time on our hand. What will we do with this free time? How will we conduct ourselves in this holiday time? This is something that we have discussed on previous occasions, and it is necessary that we keep revising and repeating these lessons so that they remain fresh with us and so that we may do what is supposed to be done refrain from what is supposed to be refrained from the first thing that we mentioned was that we will have some free time regarding this free time <coughs> Allah's Nabi has mentioned in one hadith that ni'matan magboonun feehima kathirun minal nas sihhatu wal that there are two great bounties of Allah wa ta'ala which many people are in a deception about. Many people are in a great deception about these two bounties and na'mats. And deception in the sense that people take it for granted that we have these things, so fine, what we got to worry about? And we will carry on as we want to. We will use these bounties in the way we want to so there is nothing we need to worry about whereas these bounties are very precious and cannot be wiled away, cannot be wasted away and may not remain forever forget after a person dies even while a person is around what are these two bounties one is a sihah good health generally when a person is young Then the person feels, I am on top of the world. I can do what I want as I wish. I can jump as high as I want. I can run as fast as I want. So why should I be restricted with anything? I don't have any aches and pains. I'm not suffering from any kind of illnesses and any kind of problems. I can eat as I wish. I can indulge in anything I want to. Whereas the sihat and this health is a very great gift from Allah Ta'ala. But if a person doesn't look after it, number one, that will get wasted away. And number two, this health was a means of acquiring great darajat and blessings and great stages in the court of Allah Ta'ala. If it was used correctly, used profitably. Otherwise, this can become a means of great damage and destruction for the person also, if it is misused. So one is this na'mat and this bounty of good health. People often are in a deception regarding this good health. When a person is well, the person feels, "I I can do as I wish. Why should anybody dictate to me? Allah forbid, Allah forbid, suddenly something happens, the person is now in great pain. One incident comes to mind, Once, one person happened not too long ago, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. One person, very healthy, very well, young person, goes to work normally, everything. And one day, suddenly, he had a severe pain, very severe pain. And the pain was so severe, he had never experienced such a severe pain in his abdomen, in his stomach, He had never experienced such a severe pain ever in his life. And it came very suddenly. So whoever else was there, some friend or whoever, they quickly then put him in the car and they rushed him to the hospital because he was in complete agony and pain. Now the person who took him and went to the hospital is relating the issue and he's saying that while this person were taking him to the hospital... He's saying in his agony and his pain, and he thought that perhaps the time has come for his death. He says the type of toba he made. Now in the car, they are taking him and going. And now on his he's saying it aloud, Ya Allah, please, I made lot of I know I made a lot of guna in my life. Ya Allah forgive me. I'm not gonna but please take this pain away, I won't do this again. And he's saying we were listening to this now, we're driving at a high speed and taking him. And on the one side this person's words are ringing in our ears, and he says the extent that this person made Toba and how he begged Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, and the kind of promises that he made, all these things, all these things, uh, were totally impossible uh, to describe, to what extent that he uh, had made this Tawbah, with what earnestness, but nothing was... Uh, in any case, at that time, he was in this pain, and he rushed off. They took him to the hospital. By the time they got there, the doctor had already been waiting because they had made some arrangements. It turned out that this was just some sudden gastric pain, some gas problem he had. And the doctor did some little, small, whatever, nothing major just maybe gave him something to drink or whatever the case is. And in a few minutes later, he was completely relieved. And then he came back walking normal, everything was fine. And he came back home like nothing happened. So it was a very minor thing actually, meaning the the reason for the pain was a minor thing in the sense that it was just some gas that just got blocked somewhere in his stomach. But this suddenly gave him such a severe pain. But the issue was that at that time, in those few minutes, in that 10 minutes, by the time they took him and got to the hospital, 10-15 minutes, suddenly the person was now in complete submission to Allah. He's making the most sincere Tawbah. He thought it's the end of life now. or oh, if it's not the end of life, I'm not going to be able to live with this pain. He's begging Allah, making every promise in the book. Ya Allah, I'm going to read my namaz properly. I'm going to... Uh, stay away from all the sin, I'm not going to, and now I'm just adding from my side, as we will perhaps add to it, Ya Allah, I'm no more going to go onto the internet, any haram site, Ya Allah, I'm not going to lose my eyes wrongly at all, I'm not going to listen to any music, Ya Allah, I'm not going to get up to any kind of other evil, I'm not going to touch the phone again, and this, I, Ya Allah, if right now I'm already, this is all this, Facebook and mix it. I've already deleted the accounts in my mind. I'm going to delete it afterwards also. What other promises will we make to Allah? What happened now? What brought all this up? Why be suddenly making this earnest Tawbah and this whatever we are doing? So suddenly that sehat, that health, we saw that health now in a problem. And that which we took for granted, I got this health, I can jump, I can run, I can do anything. I am my own king now, love. that's what we think. So, why should anybody tell me don't do this and do that and so on and so forth. I, I'm well, I'm healthy and all these things are fairy tales. man. But when it comes to the crunch, then suddenly now, a person now feels this is the end of life. How do I go ahead? So the first thing is that the health is a great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala which a person needs to look after. In the hadith, Nabi wasallam also says that المؤمن min al That the strong believer is more beloved to Allah Ta'ala and is better in the sight of Allah Ta'ala than a weak believer because the strong believer will do more provided he uses that strength for Allah Ta'ala. So this is the one Na'amat that we are often in deception. And the other one is free time, faragh. Free time in the sense where a person is not preoccupied by something which he has no control over. Now sometimes Allah forbid people we go into war torn countries. What can the person do? The person is in this situation they're running and ducking and diving from bombs, from missiles. They don't know when somebody's gonna break the door down and shoot wildly and kill them and this is a total tense situation they are now preoccupied with how to acquire the basic necessities people are trying to find out where we can get one loaf of bread to buy they got the money but they can't buy it anywhere person needs medication but where to get it how, do, how does one leave the house to get the simple medication get one tablet from somewhere the water has been cut off there is no water supply where does a person get the water from now? Person is in all this kind of situation and the person is so preoccupied. Now the person wants to perform Turakat rakat namaz also, but the heart is so preoccupied with everything, the person doesn't have that opportunity also to perform the Turakat nafil namaz. The person wants to sit down and make Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, but now suddenly that missiles are flying, that bombs are coming, the person needs to go and find water for his family, needs to go and buy some basic, some flour to make roti, to make bread, but he can't find it anywhere. Now imagine that kind of situation, Allah Ta'ala forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us. Right at this time as we talk, in how many countries of the world this kind of situation is existing as we speak. What is happening in many countries of the world is well known to us. Now when we have been saved from that situation, Allah Ta'ala has protected us, Allah Ta'ala has saved us from that situation. We should be very grateful for it, That we have some time on our hands which is not preoccupied by all these things. And we should use that time correctly now. Use that time in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Use the time to serve deen. Use the time for the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Use it to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Use it to serve mankind. To be good to people. To do some good for people. To help our parents. To help our family members, our friends, our relatives in some way or the other which is within the limits of Sharia obviously, that is now going to be of use to us and the day when a person now cannot do anything, the person is lying, Allah forbid, in old age, in some sickness, then the rewards of those actions that a person did in health and in free time, that continues. And on the day of Qiyamatullah Tabarakwatara, I will say, Kulu bima fil khaliya. Now all that you did and you toiled for, now reap the rewards for it. It's all here for you now. So these are the two bounties which unfortunately we become deceived about and we waste the time that is available. We waste the health that we have. And when it is too late, now the person starts regretting how I wish I had done this, how I wish I had done that. But then it is too late. So one is the preoccupations in general, but now comes a holiday, comes a little break. This too is not something that we plan in advance. Nauzubillah, that how are we going to do all the things we couldn't do while madrasa was on in terms of wrong. That madrasa, Nauzubillah, was some kind of uh, some obstruction for us in doing what we wanted to do. Madrasa was in an obstruction; it was a guide. Madrasa was an obstruction, it was a vehicle to take us towards what is correct, what is right, what is good so we have to be conscious of this, that in the madrasa as we are conducting ourselves that maybe we were under the eye of our teachers our superiors, then all the time in the holiday also if our parents also are not observing, not watching what we are doing somebody is watching, Allah Ta'ala is watching Hazrat Umar رضي الله تعالى عن, in some narrations it's mentioned Hazrat Umar in some narrations Hazrat Ibn Umar رضي الله عنهما. Hazrat Umar رضي الله عنه was walking was on a journey and he was in the desert somewhere in the jungles passing through and he was thirsty and there he sees one shepherd grazing some some sheep so it was a common thing that the People who had sheep, any traveler would be passing by without any hesitation. They would give the traveler some milk to drink from the goats. So Umar al-Nanu saw the shepherd. So he asked him that I am a traveler and I need some milk. So that person said, it would have been my pleasure to give you some milk. Just that I am only the shepherd. I am not the owner. And I don't have any authority to give you any milk. So unfortunately I cannot do this. So Umar heard this, he was very surprised, he was very delighted at the reply, but he didn't make it known that he is the Amir Mu'minin. Because this person is a shepherd out in the jungles far away, but he has this fear of Allah ta'ala. So Umar decided to test him a little, just to see how genuine this person is. So he said to him look, I'll, I will give you an idea. Why don't you do this? Sell me one goat. I will give you the money, you sell it to me. I will have the benefit of the goat. I will take it along. Whenever I need to benefit from the goat, I need to have its milk. I will milk it and drink the milk. So I will have, I will have the benefit of the goat. And you will have the benefit of the money. You can keep the money. And as far as your master is concerned, the owner of the goats, then all you telling me is one wolf came and devoured the sheep, devoured the goat, this happens often, nothing unique, so he's gonna accept it. So your work got done. So as soon as Hatat Umar said this, this person who is an ordinary shepherd, and and the shepherds of those times were people who generally couldn't do anything more. They were the very lowly people, person was totally unskilled didn't have any ability to do anything else so he was like a person street sweeper we may see in our time so this person who didn't have this opportunity to be sitting in the gatherings of great personalities learning deen from sitting at the feet of the sahabae kiram all the time etc he's out in the deserts and grazing sheep and this person when he heard this proposal that you'll Take the money and I'll keep the goat. He immediately starts over and over again repeating at the top of his voice, in Allah, Fa'ain Allah, Allah. That you are telling me I must keep the money, you'll take the goat, and the master just tell him that the wolf devoured the sheep, the goat, and finish end of story. Fa'ain Allah, where is Allah then? Is Allah not watching? Is Allah not aware what's going on? Is Allah not aware that I took the money and you took the goat? We can deceive our master, our, my owner, the master of the sheep. But can we deceive our master, Allah wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala is watching everything. Allah ta'ala knows the last detail. Allah ta'ala knows what's going on in my heart. Allah ta'ala knows what I'm seeing on my phone. Allah ta'ala knows what I got that earphone in my ear. What I'm listening to, Allah ta'ala knows. Maybe the makhluk, the creation, the people around me don't know. But can I hide it from Allah Ta'ala? So this simple shepherd started repeating this over "Ain fa Allah, Fa'ain Allah. We need to make this the voice of our heart as well. We need to make this the voice of our heart that when we are tempted and Shaitan says, Do it quietly, don't worry, nobody will see. Nobody's watching, close the door, close the curtains, uh, just hide it, put it quietly somewhere. Nobody's watching. Then when that thought shaitan whispers into our hearts, nobody's watching, don't worry. That's the time when we should be repeating from inside. There must be a scream from inside. There must be that shout from inside. Fa'ain Allah. Where is Allah then? Can I hide from Allah ta'ala? Can I hide that phone from Allah ta'ala? Can I hide the internet from Allah ta'ala? Can I hide other things from Allah ta'ala? I can't hide what's in my heart from Allah ta'ala. Where am I going to hide anything else? If I lock the door and I lock my heart up, then Allah Ta'ala mustn't see my heart. If I close the curtains, can I close my the curtains from Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mustn't see where my eyes are looking. So I cannot do that. It's impossible. Allah Ta'ala knows everything. sudur. Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart can see, what the heart conceals. So therefore daily, the holiday is coming, daily for a few minutes, Surround and keep repeating this to ourselves. Fa'ain Allah, Where is Allah. And then answer to it. Allah is with me. Wa huwa ma'akum Ainama Allah is with you wherever you are. Allah ta'ala knows everything. So fa'ain Allah, Ways Allah. Repeat this. Put this deep down in the heart. Or Allah Allahumma'i, Allahumma'i. Or the ayat of the Quran Sharif that we know, we all have done hivs of the last surahs of Surah Baqarah. Then in Surah, uh, اقرأ, that, do they not know does he not know that Allah is watching does he not know that Allah is watching repeat this ayat repeat it with concentration repeat it 7 times 10 times 21 times alam ya'alam bi'anna allaha yara alam ya'alam bi'anna allaha yara Every time Shaitan and Nafs will say, just don't worry, nobody's watching. Only your friends are here, your parents won't know, your ustad won't know, your Apa, how your apa is gonna know, or how your parents are gonna know, nobody else will come to know, do what you want to do. So at that time we have to drum this within ourselves. But only when we have taken time to beforehand keep repeating this to ourselves. Alam Alam yalam bi yara. Then on the occasion when nafs and shaitan are tempting us, this will come to mind again, and we'll be able to repeat it, and immediately get into the recitation of this ayat from the heart, as soon as a temptation comes. Over and over again, repeat this ayat, 7 times, 11 times, 15 times, and inshallah that thought, will all those other thoughts will all disappear. But it has to be done from the heart. We're repeating it with the tongue also is fine, but the main thing is we are repeating it from the heart. bi anna yara. Alam yalam bi anna and when shaitan is tempting again, do it, don't worry, nobody will see. We tell shaitan, for Allah. We tell that nafs, فَأَيْنَ Allah. Where is Allah? Is Allah gone somewhere in Allah is watching, Allah is with me. Allah is the way of everything. So this is the protection from the sin, this is the protection from the evil, and this is what we have to repeat and drum in within ourselves. And when we will be conscious of this, then whether it is holiday time, whether it is madrasa time, whether we are over with madrasa, whether we are someday living with our families, we are raising a family of our own, wherever we are, we are in the privacy of our homes, we are in some, in the presence of somebody else, and in any situation, then inshallah we will be guided from, by this inner sound, by this inner voice, that Allah is with me, I cannot hide from Allah, so I should not do anything wrong, and not only Allah is away, Allah Ta'ala is all-powerful also. In one moment, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, something can backfire so badly that I can get exposed. And everybody will know what I was up to. At that moment, something can happen. A person sometimes, it has happened. One person was whatever he was up to. And then something has happened, he fainted. Now he's totally fainted. And now people are trying to Attracted his attention. They're knocking on the door. There's no answer. They thought maybe this person, Allah knows best, died or whatever. To break the door or somehow open it, and here they find this person has fainted. Whatever happened, but they also seeing what condition he was in and what he was up to. So we should be afraid of this. Never become bold against Allah Taala. So we had started off with the recitation of an ayat of the Qur'an Sharif and branched off before even starting with the subject itself this hadith came to mind about these two ni'mats and bounties which we take for granted so nevertheless the issue was that the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif which was recited where Allah Ta'ala says لَن الْبِرَّ حَتَّىٰ تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ that you will never attain unto the levels of piety. You will never attain the levels of closeness to Allah wa ta'ala until you spend that which you love. That perfection in piety cannot come until you spend that which you love for the sake of Allah ta'ala. And whatever you spend for the sake of Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala is aware of it. In other words, what your intention was, what you spent, how much you spent, whether it was something that was given for the sake of Allah Ta'ala or some other motivation there was, all this Allah Ta'ala is well aware of. So, one lesson here is that there are things in life which are very dear to us, but we need to look what we can share with others. That is one direct lesson. And when this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed, Hazrat Abu Talha ta'ala He came to Nabi sallallahu Alaihi And He said to Nabi sallallahu Alaihi that Of all the wealth that I own The thing that is most beloved to me Which I have a Very close attachment with Is my garden known as Beiruha it Says now that This ayat has come I have given this garden over in the path of Allah ta'ala Imagine Ayat just came a Big garden orchard and this was the best wealth that he owned and very at, close to his heart but as soon as his ayat came, says this is all in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi wasallam told him what my advice to you is, that this is accepted, Allah Ta'ala has already accepted it, now you go and distribute it to your relatives, your immediate relatives. So the one hand spending that which is most beloved to one in the path of Allah Ta'ala we should make mashwara, about what we should spend etc. But to spare this for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And then the first people Nabi Salaam said give this to you, is your immediate relatives, your family members. So we get that lesson as well, that we should be giving priority to family over others. They have the first hak, they have the first right. There are many other incidents that took place when this ayat was revealed Hazrat Zayd ibn Haritha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he brought the best horse that he had. He said, Ya Nabi Allah, this is the best horse that I have. And this ayat has come, so I am spending this in the path of Allah ta'ala. I have given it now. Nabi SAW said, very well. He accepted it. And then he gave it to his son, Hazrat Usama bin Zayd ibn La'an. Zaid Zayd felt a little disappointed in the sense that, that this has come to my own son. So in a sense that, it's like I've done my own son the favor. I didn't really spend it out. I meant to spend it out where I have no contact with this again. Because I gave it away to Allah. Nabi Islam said, No, Allah accepted it already from you. And you got your reward fully. But Nabi Islam gave it to his son now. So the point here is that as soon as the Sahaba Ikram, they heard this ayat, they practiced on it immediately. Now, we may not be of that caliber and that level where we can give away the best thing we have. Sometimes the best thing might be somebody's Jewelry that they have worth tens of thousands of rands. Very well somebody has that jazbah. But then we must not be complaining and crying that uh, why did I give it? Somebody has that jazbah, they have that cap- capability, ability. Well and good. But what we should do is to the extent of our capacity, something. We can't reach that level overnight obviously. But something what we have dear to our hearts, we spend in the cause of Allah wa ta'ala and we share with others but what lesson we want to derive today from here is that together with one is spending the material things many a times it is other things that are very close to us and sometimes those things are not even permissible so there is no question about not spending away those things meaning giving it away giving it up what is halal, what is tayyib, what is permissible, but is close to our heart, we are being encouraged to give that in the path of Allah ta'ala. So what is not permissible, how can that ever be in our, close to our heart? How can that ever be still with us? Now comes again the holiday time. We are being tempted to do this and that. And this is a thing now to give away. Don't keep it. Give it away meaning don't indulge in those things. I will not keep this desire. I will throw this desire away that person also will get closer to Allah that person is also now there is there's a very deep inclination towards something which is wrong now the person is saying I will throw away this desire of my heart this desire is very deep in my heart this feeling is very strong in my heart but I will not give in to this I will throw it away that person too will inshallah reach the perfection of iman so this is the lesson that we are being taught here that we should be spending in the path of Allah wa ta'ala, something or the other and especially the things that are close to us. One is that something that is for example a used garment now. Somebody used something some cloak or something they used it 50 times now it's a little bit worn out also. So a person is spending that that too has its reward. It must not be regarded as something minor, that too is a big thing. That a person has spent something, though it was worn out, in a sense, it was used, somebody else will benefit from it still. So that too has its reward, and that too has its benefit. And we shouldn't shirk from that as well. Don't regard that as something trivial also. But then, together with that, somebody has 10 new garments. How many new garments can a person wear in one day? So now, there is a poor family. Their daughter is getting married. Now the poor girl, they are going to go have to make her happy in some way, want to give her something. We know about it. We came to know so and so is getting married. One new garment, we gave it to her. What duas will come out from the heart of that family? We often don't let our minds work correctly when these type of situations are available to take maximum benefit from, in terms of reward, in terms of gaining the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, in taking the du'as from the hearts of people, there are many people in very dire circumstances. Now can we imagine, somebody is of that situation, they want to get their daughter married, they are barely managing to make ends meet, and now they are trying to do something which is reasonable, and somebody comes along, and this is a brand new garment, I haven't even worn it, to. if I want it once, twice, what's the difference? And the person comes and shares that brand new garment, and says that this is for you, you're getting married, there's it. What duas will come out from the depths of the heart of that person? So this is the lesson that we have to learn, this is a thing that we have to undertake. To some extent, we start sharing the things that we love, Something, not everything, also something to some extent with those who are less fortunate, with those who might be in dire circumstances. We will not lose anything and we will also benefit with the rewards, with the barakah. Allah wa Ta'ala's rahmat will come down and Allah Ta'ala will increase our naamats. This is the promise of Allah Ta'ala that whatever a person gives, Allah Ta'ala will reward it tenfold. So let us take these advantage, advantage of these kind of opportunities as well, and inshallah we will see how we will benefit both in this dunya and the akhirat. So the one lesson was that this free time, this good health, do not take it as something that is going to remain forever, and take it for granted, waste it, while it away. That is something which is very dangerous, very bad, that we lose this opportunity to do the best to earn the rewards from Allah wa ta'ala to take the duas of people and now when it is too late that free time is gone the good health is gone now the person is crying over it then what use is it crying over it at that time so let us use this time correctly especially those of us who will be on holiday from madrasa this is a time to make khidmat of our parents don't let this time pass in other things. And the parents are scratching their head that we don't know where we sent our daughter to learn. We wonder, wonder what she is learning there. She is not prepared to help out in any way. She has to be told ten times to do one thing and uh, won't offer to do anything of her own accord. And her time is spent in all kinds of waste, wasting uh, time waste things so this shouldn't be the case at all let us use this time to make khidmat of our parents take their duas the duas that come from the depth of their hearts and to do other things as well which will be constructive which will be useful to us and to others allah wa ta'ala give us the tafiq, wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin also daily our quran sharif tilawat our tasbihat our zikr holiday time is not that it is holiday from deen and especially these things are our protection in the days of the holiday. Our tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif and our tasbihat, we shouldn't miss any day. Our tasbihat, istighfar, durut Sharif, third kalima, this shouldn't be missed on any occasion for any reason. And together with that, some talim in the home, learning, teaching deen to some extent, talking to others about deen, what we have learned, revising our lessons. So inshallah we'll find that we will be saved with the barakat of these a'mal, from anything that is wrong during the days of the holiday also. And we will come back to Madrasa with a new fervor. We'll come back with greater potential to do good. Otherwise everything gets washed out and the person has to start again all, the, all over. All the good is all wiped out. Allah forbid this should never happen. Allah Ta'ala give us alamin. Very briefly for just maybe two or three minutes. We'll just make some zikr of Allah Ta'ala and then make dua Allah Ta'ala bless us the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is a tremendously great thing this is the food for the soul it enlivens our hearts and it saves us from the traps of shaitan so this is something we should be doing Allah Ta'ala give us tawfik inshallah for a few minutes we'll make zikr and then make dua in the hadith sharif it's mentioned that the person who Besides La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah ta'ala will cause the person's face to shine like the fourteenth moon, the full moon. What is meant by this is that the person will get the tawfiq of such a'mal with the barakat of this constant recitation every day hundred times, that those a'mal that will become the means of the person's face shining on the day of Qiyamah. This will become the means of staying away from sin and for doing righteous actions. Woman will obviously make the zikrs softly, silently. but I will make it loudly. You will listen and follow silently. Allahumma <laughs> salli ala seyyidina Muhammad wa ala ala seyyidina Muhammad wa sahabi wa barik wa salli. La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasoolullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiraan kathiraan Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi La ilaha Allah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha in la 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 ilaha, in la la ilaha, in la la ilaha, in la la ilaha, in 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 la ilaha, Illa Allah La Ilaha Illa Allah La Ilaha Illa Allah La Ilaha Illa Allah La Ilaha Inna Allah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala Alayhi wa Sallam Ho jaye Mera Dillik Meydanehu تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل नफ्सो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाय किया है मुझको तबाह ऐ मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरी मुझसा خلق में कोई नहीं गो बदकिरदारो नाम सिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है या बख्श दे मेरे सारे ab to rahe bas taad mein aakhir wirde zabae mere ilah la ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wasallam Allah, Allah, Jall, Jal, Jal, Luh, Am, Naw, Allah, Allah, الله अल्लाह अल्लाह की सांपियारा नाम है आशिकों का मीना और जाम है अल्लाह नाम है आशिकों का मीना और जाम है آہ را جز آس ماہم دم نابود را غیر خدا محرم نابود الہی ایبن نارا رسوام کن دم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ दे सारी बस्ती को बस्ती बस्ती कहता जा अल्लाह 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala Alayhi wa Sallam Allahumma Laka Alhamdu kulluhu Wa Allahumma La Nuhsithanan Alayk Antaka maathnit Aala Nafsik Jazallahu Anna Nabiyyana Muhammadan Sallallahu Alaihi sallam Bima Hua Ahluhu Rabbana Ghalamna Anfusana Wa In Lam Taghfir Lana Wa Tarhamna namil Min khasirin Allahumina nasaluka min khayri <Sessly> ma saalaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyiduna <Sessly> muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhubika min shir musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al musta'aan wa alaykal balag wala hawla wala quwata illa billahi al-aliyyil-azim rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta Samiul samiyu alim wa tub'aliyna ya maulana innaka anta al-tawaabur raheem wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi seyidina muhammadi wa alihi wa sahabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi